Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit CEATECHN.com to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco innovations that are changing your world. Music is the bridge between age, race, and religion. It's the beat that unites us all. Franklin Vanderbilt is an accomplished musician and has kept the beat for the likes of Stevie Wonder, Shaka Khan, and Lenny Kravitz, just to name a few. And you could learn more about his many accomplishments at franklinvanderbilt.com. Franklin grew up in Chicago, currently lives in L.A. Now he has a plan to make his old West Side neighborhood more sustainable by developing a youth center to teach music, art, and life skills. Franklin, welcome to the Green Sense Show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's my pleasure. Uh, I met you earlier this week, and uh, two things are readily apparent when people meet you. Uh, you're tall, and you're a genuine grounded person that cares about people. So let's get into that first. Uh, tell us about growing up on the west side of Chicago what your childhood was like, and what did your parents do to raise such a wonderful child? <laughs> well, let me tell you, you know, growing up on the west side of Chicago, you know, back then in the 80s, 80s, you know, it was definitely, you know, gangs going on, and, and, and there was there was some drug things, yeah, it was happening. But back then, I would say that I guess the street stuff was more structured. So like, uh, I, I don't remember a lot of problems happening with kids so much, you know, like like being victims of like getting shot uh, often like that. I wasn't hearing about that. Um, I had activities growing up. Like I had access to music and different types of things. And my parents are very strong people. So they really kept their eyes on me. Uh, I come from a very musical family, you know, lots of aunts, uncles, and cousins that's uh, musically inclined and and have other interests, you know, but uh, it was my father, my mother, and my grandparents that really uh, supported me when it came to arts, you know, and music, you know what I mean? So it, it was there, like my, my father had this record collection uh, that I just buried my head in on a regular basis so like you know it all started there and then I got my first drum set at five years old and I played at my grandmother's church in the basement during those years and and everything just snowballed from there well I'm about six feet tall and you're much taller than me how tall are you I am six feet five inches every Ooh. day <laughs> <laughs> were you tall as a young kid or did you pop up was, maybe after actually, high school <laughs> You know what? I was actually funny story. Um, first of all, I attended Gold Black School, Nathan Gold Black School, uh, the, the school that I'm currently, um, you know, going through the protocols to uh, purchase for my foundation. Um, even in Head Start and kindergarten, I was the tallest one. And back then, my mom would tell me, you know, that that my fellow classmates, some of them were afraid to hold my hand when we would have to go out to the playground because like that was the, you know, that was the routine. Like the teacher would line everyone up and we all held hands to walk out to the parking lot to have recess. 
And sometimes uh, no one wanted to hold my hand because I was so tall. But when we got out to the playground and we're all playing, the girls would come to me and tap me and run. And at first I was wondering, why are they doing that to me? But it, it took me a little time to realize that, oh, they like me. So it's okay being tall. <laughs> I learned early on to be comfortable in my own skin. <laughs> I bet a lot of those girls want to hold your hand now. So let's talk a little bit about your success. Yeah. Uh, you've been quite a, quite an accomplished uh, drummer. And mm -hmm. like everybody, I'm sure it wasn't a straight linear path. So tell us about some of your highs and lows and uh, uh, your, your, your background and how how you became a successful drummer. You know what? It was just my own persistence and simply believing in myself. Like when I realized that I could really play this instrument, uh, it, it felt natural to me. When I realized that I just kept going, like one thing led to another. You know, it all started with confidence at home. That's where it all started. Uh, as I got older, I, I got better. Uh, my professional career began at 15. Uh, my band director at Carl Church High School, um, Mr. Carl Annis, uh, he died unfortunately in 2011. Uh, he was very close to me uh, in addition to his wife, uh, Patricia Annis. Um, they were very supportive of me, you know, starting professionally. So my band director would send me out on different jazz jobs not realizing that I was going to get paid. So, you know, I, I was good enough to play and I graduated high school. Then I went away to Eastern Illinois University. I was already a professional when I arrived to college. Um, I ended up being uh, the drummer for the top jazz combo in college. Um, backing up a little bit, I'm also a product of the Ravinia Jazz Mentors Program. So that also began my professional career. Um, like Ravinia is a big part of my career. You know, it gave me a big push. You know, I, I had the opportunity to play with Clark Terry, Ramsey Lewis, Orbert Davis, and uh, he's very much uh, close to me to this day. And um, Ernie Adams was my drum teacher at the time. We're also still in touch. But the Ravinia Jazz Mentors Program is responsible for me as well. You know, so as far as lows are concerned, you know, um, even when I thought I was low, I was not. You know, there were times in my career where, you know, work was slow, or um, should I say, if I went after a certain music job, if I didn't get it, you know, I, I didn't beat myself up about it. I just kept going. So uh, to answer your question, it was my persistence and it was my mentors, you know. And speaking of mentors, another mentor I have in this city is Greg Parker. You know, uh, he's the CEO of the Chicago Blues Museum, very much my godfather. And he's the one that got me on the path to rock and roll. So all of these positive energies and these positive men and women that were, that were around me, they basically just pushed all of their energy to me to keep moving forward because they knew I would succeed. But first and foremost, I knew I would succeed because I was the one that wanted it. You know? Wow, that's a great story. <laughs> Most people have some 
serious hardship before they hit fame. So it's nice to see that you had that persistence and drive. And I watched a uh, interview of you on WGN uh, TV. It was a couple of years ago. And yeah. you were playing different beats. You went from jazz to blues to rock. Uh, do you remember that interview? I remember very vividly. And I look forward to returning. I love it. Uh, you did a yeah. I was yeah. amazed at how yeah. uh, wide of a variety of music you played. I liked your little Led Zeppelin beat that you did there. Um, do you have any uh, music that you're releasing uh, in the future? Any records or? As a matter of fact, uh, I do. Uh, I just finished recording my first album. Uh, it'll be released under my name, Franklin Vanderbilt. It's a rock and roll project. Uh, you can say hard rock slash pop rocks slash a little folk rock. Um, if I'm lucky, we should release a single maybe in the late fall. Great. Yeah, yeah, because like when you finish music, you have to plan the rollout. It takes months to release the first single, you know, and, and there's videos and everything. So I have to say that I'm getting ready for all of that. I'm preparing for music video and, and doing music business, me and my manager at the moment. And I'm sure music's changed a lot with all the technology out there. So uh, the whole marketing piece is, is very important and very different. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, our, our show is on sustainability. And uh, what we really wanted to focus on was your youth center. So what was the inspiration for the youth center? How did you have that aha moment? And what drove you to come and buy your old uh, school and uh, turn it into this youth center? I would love to answer that. Well, uh, first of all, like I said, uh, growing up, I, I was exposed to certain activities growing up, and it hurts to uh, not see these opportunities and activities now. When I heard about the school closures back in 2011, I was really curious of I was curious about why did it happen. So I started to do my research about different things. So I was saying to myself, all right, has anyone discussed a program to restore these things in these underserved areas? Like, what do we have to do to turn these areas from underserved to thriving? So like, what moves do we have to make? Like, does it have to stay this way forever? And, you know, given the neighborhood I'm originally from, I did my research. And, and I have to say the west side of Chicago, I don't think it was always in the condition that it was in. So my question is, what do we have to do to change it? So what inspired me to go after this is I said, all right, I'm going to build a place that's kind of sort of like a one-stop shop. But the front runner is what I do and specialize in. I wanted to build a performing arts and financial literacy center. So I said to myself, all right, if we introduce these programs into this building on top of doing real estate development, I think it's a big possibility that it could spark other development as far as real estate is concerned in the area. So one structure goes up, then another one would go up and then another one and another one. You know, everyone wants to live a nice life. Why can't we make the efforts to do so? You know, uh, I understand 
that old policies from like the 50s and 60s were still kind of lingering around as far as redlining and all that stuff. So I know it definitely has something to do with that. But I personally feel that it's all of our responsibility to make these changes because these old, old ways does not open new doors. So someone has to make moves to push things forward. And as you mentioned, that ripple redevelopment effort, you know, someone needs to take that first step, put some investment in and use that as a catalyst to attract other investment that turns a whole neighborhood around. Correct. So I, I applaud you uh, uh, at your efforts. Um, tell us a little bit about the programs that you plan to offer. Well, yes, um, performing arts and financial literacy. Um, I want to introduce actual programs that teach you how to play instruments, like putting bands together, you know, drums, bass, piano, guitar, dancing, ballet, hip hop, studio, DJing, um, artistry, you know, artwork. I want to introduce all of this into this one building and, and definitely is big enough to do so. Having said that, I want to have a program that teaches specifics on financial literacy because it's economics, health, and talent, and opportunities, and self-care that helps people thrive and, and reach their goals and success. And, and, and you need an environment to help you discover who you are. You need a place to, to go to to help you discover yourself, you know? So it, again, I'll specialize in performing arts, different instruments, um, dance, theater, acting, and financial literacy. Because what I've noticed about, you know, the, the school systems, a, a lot of school systems don't teach specifics on money and how it works, financials. It's all needed to accomplish success. I wanna get into health components, not only physical health, but mental health. And, and I have the team to do it. I just needed the place to begin. And I couldn't think of a better place than my old neighborhood because it wasn't always exactly like this, you know? Well, uh, as we talked uh, when we met, uh... To, to have uh, the arts and sciences, you need a healthy mind and a healthy body. Part of that's the mental health, but it's also eating properly. Having an agricultural component to your center, is that uh, still something that might uh, happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, that's a definite, for sure. It, it all ties into each other. Exactly. Healthy mind and body. So what stage of development are you at? Well, um, I am going through uh, the protocols with CPS of doing paperwork and everything. So everything's moving in the right direction. And um, my team and foundation is ready to go. Uh, so once we're finished with uh, uh, the paperwork uh, with, the, with CPS, then they'll move it to the city and then the city will give it to the foundation and then we'll start making announcements and, and uh, raising funds to get this going. Well, you're a man that uh, uh, epitomizes the saying that every uh, where there's a challenge, there's an opportunity. So uh, I see that you see op uh, opportunities in every challenge. Where are your biggest challenges here in getting this project started? 
Well, as of right now, I, I do have the neighborhoods cooperation. Uh, so, so that's great. Um, the challenges I foresee. As long as politically we all work together, I think it will be fine. Uh, as far as, uh, should I say, the street level, I have a lot of respect for everyone, whether it's in business or city hall or on the streets. What I do know deep down inside in my heart, things change. And from the businessman on the Forbes list to the man on the street, deep down inside, they know things still need to change. So one day when they wake up and say, all right, my son or daughter needs a place to be safe and a place to learn new things because they probably wouldn't want their son or daughter to get into the line of work that they've chosen. Whenever they're ready to bring their children to my center, I would more, I'll be more than happy to take them in, you know? Well, as uh, I mentioned, as I mentioned in our intro, all your fame and accomplishments have kept you, you're still very grounded. What keeps you so grounded? Knowing who I am, period. And uh, I got strong parents and I have a feeling if they, if they started to notice me going in the opposite direction, they'll probably slap my head or something and say, <laughs> Get back. you know who you are, keep going straight ahead. You know, like I, I'm just being myself and, and, and I've seen enough so far that I know when things are fake and I know when things are real. I, I, I feel when someone's being sincere and I feel when someone is not sincere. So I, I wake up every morning and look at myself in the mirror and smile. So as long as I can live with myself and keep doing what I love, I'm good. So that keeps me grounded. And, and my ability to continue to do what I love to do for a living is a privilege. That in itself keeps me grounded. And the people that I meet along the way you know, because I, I enjoy people. I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy exchanging things with people because at the end of the day, it's relationships that moves everything forward. If you don't have any relationships, you have nothing. Well, and that's why we started uh, Green Sense Show to really highlight uh, innovators like yourself that are making the world a more sustainable place. So we really appreciate you being on the show and highlighting you as a great exa example of what you can do when you put your mind to it. So any closing thoughts for aspiring drummers, your young people growing up in, in these confusing times? Yes. Do not be afraid to tap into what you are passionate about. Embrace your passions. Go for what you want. Don't worry about how you're gonna acquire it. Just make the first step. You gotta just go for it. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about what people are going to think about you. Just step forward. If you make the first step, usually life brings the solutions to you to make the next step and the next step and the next step. It's your own personal efforts and it's your relationships with people, how you relate to people that gets you to where you desire to be. Because 
the universe has an amazing way of putting you where you should be and where you belong and, and helping you get what you want, get what your heart wants. You just got to step forward. You got to keep stepping. Great, great words of advice. I also want to give a big shout out to Asher J. Uh, she introduced us and connected us. Awesome. And we plan to have her on the show in the future to talk about how she's blending her talented uh, work in arts and photography with sustainability. So Franklin, yeah. it's it was a real pleasure meeting you the other day and just having you on the show, hearing your words of wisdom. Uh, we would love to get you back on the show once the center opens uh, so that we can uh, talk more specifically about the programs you have and help you promote it. I would love that. And uh, God willing, uh, I'm looking to start construction in the fall of this year. But things are moving well so far. Well, thank you for being on Green Sense. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's Franklin Vanderbilt, rock star, drummer, and now community developer giving Chicago youth a chance to be their best. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to Green Sense and check out the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM Chicago, and visit the greensenseshow.com website to learn more about sponsorship. Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit ceatechn.com to learn more.